Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the people, I am going away, and you will search for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. Then the Jews said, Is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by saying, Where I am going, you cannot come? Jesus said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. They said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Why do I speak to you at all? For I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but the one who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I have heard from him. They did not understand that he was speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am he, and that I do nothing of my own accord, but I speak these things as the Father instructed me, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what is pleasing to him. As Jesus was saying these things, many believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. When we think of the cross, we see two contradicting images. One certainly is an instrument of torture used by the Roman Empire to subject their captives, and particularly the Jews. It was a terrible, terrible way to die. On the opposite end, though, we know that it's the instrument of our salvation. It actually is the tree of life, that when we eat of its fruit, which we do at every Mass, we receive salvation, the body and blood, soul, and divinity of the risen and glorified Christ. So there's that contradiction right at the center of the cross. That's what's really being highlighted in our two readings. In the first reading from Numbers chapter 21, when the Jews were complaining against God as they were traveling through the desert, they were ungrateful for their freedom, they wanted to go back into slavery because they wanted to satisfy their sensual desires. God sends poisonous serpents, which is basically the consequence of their sin. And they appeal to him through Moses for salvation. And he instructs Moses, as we heard, to build this pole with a bronze serpent on it to remind them of the seriousness of their sin because that serpent should remind them of the serpent in the garden that befell their first parents. And here they are, again, suffering the same fate because they're taking after Adam and Eve in the fall. But if they gaze on that poisonous serpent now lifted up on a pole, which is really capsulizing their sin, then, and only then, are they saved. So that's the prefiguring of the cross, which now Jesus highlights in today's gospel where he now is in conversation with the people who still don't understand. And he references this incident way back in the Old Testament. And he says, well, I am then 
the one who will be lifted up and I will draw all people to myself. Now, the people didn't understand at the time and I'm not sure everyone does today, which is why Jesus went to the additional step at the Last Supper of taking that coming death on the cross the following day on Good Friday and now instituting the fruit of that sacrifice as a sacrament, which is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So right at the heart of the Mass is a contradiction because we have that same cross that's now being represented at every Mass. The sacrifice of Christ, bloody, 2,000 years ago is being represented in a non-bloody manner at every Mass. And we participate in that sacrifice. And it's only in participating in the sacrifice and seeing ourselves as the cause of what Jesus had to do in our own sinfulness. And we take now Jesus' resurrected, glorified body, blood, soul, and divinity in ourselves that we're really saved. Again, the contradiction. We see the effects of our sin, the cross being represented, the sacrifice now continuing on the cross and in heaven. And we're reminded now of the glory and mercy of God. It's a wonderful way to take the cross and put it right at the center of our souls. Something similar happens actually in different areas where people are really suffering from addictions. Alcoholics Anonymous, for example, it's only when the addicted person really seriously looks at their own sin and acknowledges their sin that they experience healing. That same dynamic to take the addiction, the sin, and face it head on, which is exactly what's happening here at every Mass, because that cross is still that contradiction, and we know what happened on the cross. It's being represented. But now we're going right into the heart of it and receiving our salvation. Beautiful. Only God could think of that. So let us glory in the cross and thank God for his infinite mercy, participate in the sacrifice, offering our whole lives, and then as we go out from the Mass, we present the mercy of God to everyone. And even though we're struck sometimes at the heart of who we are through the sins of others, and it's hard to forgive, we've got family members who have hurt us very deeply, or others. Now we can take that and say, okay, this will be a contradiction for me as well. I'll take that pain and I'll forgive. I'll extend mercy. And that's how the contradiction of the cross comes right into us. And we live this, this life of witness because to the world it's foolishness. But to us, that's the revelation of God. It's how God wants us to live. So let's rejoice as we come forward to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. It's the fruit of the tree of life. It's the cross. It's God's mercy.